Hello all guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Welcome to the newest episode of the Noobs and Knockouts podcast brought to you on YouTube, on Spotify, on Google, and Apple Podcasts. I'm Austin. I'm a knockout. Watched a lot of wrestling. I'm David. I'm a noob. Haven't watched nearly as much wrestling. And hey, 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 Austin, guess what? Guess guess what, Austin? Yeah. It's it's Holly Jolly season, baby! And Santa came yes, early it is. this year. I, I guess Santa it is. came early this year. What? Where where are we this week, Austin? Where where are we going back to? We're going back to Boyle Heights, California, for more of Lucha Underground season two. That's fucking right. And I had a present dropped in my lap, uh, dropped in my lap by the big man himself, related to this to to, to our return. The big guy Ryback. Right well, the big the big guy Ryback. <laughs> absolutely no mick foley um oh okay uh, um, sorry yeah you know before before he got run over by a sports car um right so uh so uh it, it correlates to this episode let's uh let's see what's in the bag uh 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 fucking depression everything is terrible welcome to the darkest days of the temple yet baby holy Here, shit everything's fucked actually- up Textually, the darkest days of the temple. True, not metatextually. True, true. Not metatextually. Days. Metatextually, we're doing great. Metatextually, it's ho 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 and and a, and a holly jolly too, baby. But uh, textually, yeah. oh shit, things are not. Oh oh shit, what the fuck? What? There's a there's a there's a guy. It's a monster. What? There's a there's a bigger dude now. There is a we had a dude a big and dude. now he's a bigger. There was now a big it's, dude. now we have a bigger dude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we we had, we had the big dude, and then and then they they were like, "Hey, I heard you like big dudes, though." So we got you an even bigger dude, and his name is Jeff. Um, but, yes, that's uh, right. Yes. So so anyway, yes. Boyle Heights. We're back in Lucha Underground. I have missed it here. What's going on, my yes. man? So last time we were here, I mean, there's not much going on in the episode besides, you know, the big thing, which was the Aztec big, Warfare. The big episode spanning match, yes. Yeah. I mean, we opened with a little bit of a skitty skit backstage where where uh, Pentagon Jr. staked his claim to the title before Katrina showed up and was like, wait, no, you're not yeah. in the match. Yeah, You can't yourself, do that. Actually. And and Pentagon was like, I'll remember that. Sarah Miedo. Oh, walk, yeah. walk, walk, walk. And they went to the Shadow Realm. Yeah, they did they, go. They, to, they Katrina took the them realm. to the Shadow Realm for a while. Yeah, you know, just a, just a nice little uh, little company excursion, you know, a, a, a weekend yeah. work outing, as it were, to the Shadow Realm. But then, but then otherwise, it was just Aztec warfare. Yeah, and it was it was sick as fuck. And uh, in the in the most insane of insane fucking twists. When Mil Muertes came down at his promised final spot in Aztec Warfare, um, Pentagon she the deck. She was like, for, "Like Phoenix, you're first. Mill, you're last." Yeah, and and Mill indeed did come out well. So Mill supposedly came out last, uh, but then uh, Pentagon did indeed remember that, and he basically fucked up Mil Muertes to the point where he got immediately eliminated. Like, uh, and and then oh no. Pet, pet, uh, uh, Mill did not, in fact, come out last. Dario Cueto shows up. He's like, "Hey, Katrina, you thought you stacked the deck? Well, I stacked the deck 
Decker, Decky. By adding us, I added another. I person. added a 21st, a 21st entrant to the to the fucking Royal Rumble Aztec Warfare, um, and and out comes Matanza Cueto, the Eldritch being, um, and, and he gets to show it as he beats the last like nine competitors in the match and wins. Rex everybody's shit immediately and it was awesome such, it was such a cool thing we have we go back and watch our last yeah episode about i was about to say i think we did more, it but our, our breakdown of that we were both kind of like floored mm-hmm. by how masterfully crafted that final few minutes of aztec warfare was it was really yeah. brilliant mm-hmm. um it uh it really takes you and the audience on a ride of like new guy comes in he hits a bunch of cool moves and start and eliminates a lot of the riffraff that was still kind of left around. The yep. mid card still hanging around the match. He, Joey Ryan's brilliant scheme was to handcuff himself to the guardrail so no one could eliminate him, and Mill just ripped him ripped him out of the handcuffs. Yeah, and so it's like it's cool and great, and then like. Mill starts also bodying like all of your faves. Well, well, no, not not Mill, Matanza. Matanza, excuse me. Yeah. Matanza starts bodying your faves, and the crowd starts getting this like, okay, oh, shit. Um, yeah. Well, that well, Fe- that's the thing. Like, Phoenix, oh shit! Phoenix almost immediately gets eliminated by Matanza. So the new champ, yeah. this, this this ray of light, uh, ray, no mm-hmm. pun intended, this ray of light mm-hmm. in in the temple is just snuffed out immediately mm-hmm. and it's just fucking downhill from there um yeah, it's, it works it's, its way down through it works its way down to ray mysterio being the last man uh having entered second in the match in his debut in lucha underground mm-hmm. and like everyone's pulling for him and he gets close but he still does not pin Mill uh, Matanza. Yeah, I'll have to get used to that. Yeah. And so Matanza, the, the is different the BBG. New, they, they they had to name them both M. Um, so, so Matanza Cueto, the monster, is now the Lucha Underground champion. Yeah. Uh, damn, I can't believe they, they put that guy over. Week. I bet he, I bet he can't. I bet he can't even cut a good promo. God damn. What kind of name for a champion is Jeff anyway? And if, mm-hmm. Have someone uh, fired for Warner. Uh, <laughs> well, I sure hope somebody got fired for the outstanding. Uh, so yeah, no, shit's fucked, guys. Yeah. It's not great. No, after they no. after two weeks ago with such a big triumphant, like we have conquered the darkness mm-hmm. when all of when all of Katrina's guys lost their belts and now suddenly, Oh shit. There's oh, a boy. new monster in town. Yeah. Um, it, like it, it, this, epi- this, this fucking show really fondles your balls for a second. They're like, Oh, Oh, things are going to be okay again. Nope. Um, yeah. The, the, the rug gets pulled out directly from under you, but it, 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 it it's really well done like the way in which they kind of toy with your emotions is actually like really brilliant um and i think it does a good job of kind of keeping us invested um because it didn't like come out of nowhere this is the thing that's been building up to and dario seemed to like 
kind of have a pseudo face turn at the very last second, the end of season one. So him coming back only to yup, be the Supreme motherfucker again is like, he feels like the conquering hero. And then, uh, it's about to get 10 times worse under his, under his new regime. Um, it's, it's really brilliantly done. Um, and I, I don't like, I don't got anything funny to say guys. I just, I'm just really legitimately excited to see like where this goes. One of my favorite things about covering Lucha Underground is us like kind of taking a break from like a lot of the, like, like we'll still riff and we'll still joke, but like we kind of take a break from a lot of the kind of like, you know, snarky, whatever. And we get to just kind of break down what really good wrestling storytelling looks like. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I feel like this is about to kick into like even more overdrive than we've somehow yeah. already been in. Um, I'm just fucking excited. This is going to be so good. Yeah. So, you know, we don't have time and to cover, to do a breakdown of all the, all the individual plot stuff that went down nah. in, Lucha Under, in the, in Aztec warfare too. You know, we'll bring don't it back up. As we get there, give as us we, views, you know, give yeah, us go. listen. Go watch the episode, or we we'll talk about it as 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 it is relevant. We crave your engagement. We feed on it as Matan. We we feed on it as Matan's Equato feeds on poorness and jobbers. So, the I. So tonight we're gonna watch season two, episode ten. Next, Ooh. the first episode back after Aztec Warfare two. That's and exciting. it is appropriately titled El Jefe is back. Oh shit! Very straightforward. Very to the point. Yes. So as we have usually done for these episodes, is I will read the description because oh. I consider that the spoiler-free version of of a preview. You know, because it's the same. If you were watching on a TV guide, this is what they would write and tell you what the what they have. We're getting the legitimate El Ray experience um, by, by doing this. Yeah. So. Dario Cueto returns to the temple and makes the champion defend the Lucha Underground Championship. So oh. right off the bat, we are he getting said, a Matanza Cueto defense. He said, listen, he said, listen, you big hulking son of a bitch. You may be my brother, but you're going to be a workhorse goddamn champion. I mean, you, as you'll see, as someone who remembers this era of Lucha Underground, Matanza Cueto is gonna be a hell of a workhorse. I champion. that's that's really exciting. Uh, like we saw, we saw like Jeff Cobb do the sorry Matanza do the monster shit. Um, we saw we saw Matanza do the monster shit, but like I I also know Jeff Cobb is a pretty just you know gifted wrestler. Like every time I've seen him pop up as just normal Jeff Cobb in AEW or whatever, I've I've enjoyed what I've seen. Like he's agile, he's strong, he's 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 acrobatic. Like he's kind of he's got a got a lot of the package going for him. So I'm legitimately excited yeah, to see like be, what some of this shit looks like from him. Yeah. Especially going up against the, like some of the crazy fucking it. cruisers. Yeah. Obviously there's only going to be so much to it because they're still playing the idea of he's the unstoppable monster. But this will be a chance to kind of see him in a normal match setting. When mm-hmm. Aztec Warfare is very much designed for him to get his shit in and be like, holy shit, this guy just pinned like 10 dudes. Yeah, this guy's you about know. to fucking kill a, kill a motherfucker. It'll be, gr- it'll be cool to see him in like a normal match setting. Yeah, uh, we all, it also It also mentions that Mariposa takes on Sexy Star. Oh, shit. Yeah, and we have the Mariposa, the fucking continuation of the kidnapping yes. storyline going. They, they... They 
did not play into this last week because none of them were in. Uh, actually, maybe Marty was in Aztec Warfare. I don't remember that. I can't remember either. I don't think so. They, but they Willie, Mac, Willie Mac was, but they didn't really pay lip yeah. service. To, I think, I think, on. I think Marty was because I think Willie kicks like gets. Oh shit! Yeah, Willie yeah. Okay, yep, yep. You're Willie right. Willie comes in after Willie come is entering the match as Marty is eliminated, and, he and then Willie's just Marty like, Fuck you. his way out. Yeah, yeah. But otherwise, it was they haven't really picked back up on this plot thread of like Mari of sexy star overcoming her kidnappers. Yeah. So and, and, and that's another, that's another brilliant kind of thing they have going for them is even in the fucking B plot um, mm -hmm. is like, it's creepy as shit. Uh, the Mari Posa thing is going to get real fucked up. I feel like, um, so, so like they just, everything is just, is just, it's well, welcome to the temple. Everything, everything sucks for everybody now. Uh, have fun. Uh, is is kind of is is the running theme. Uh, and the atmosphere is impeccable. So I I'm I'm excited to see like all of this play out and just be like, man, this show got really depressing all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so if you'd like to watch along with us, uh, you can do so. You know, Amazon Prime Video and iTunes both mm. have all the seasons available to watch, to purchase, and watch. Uh, however, you can, if you know where to look, you can also sail the old high seas for your illegal Yo, underground illegal. fight club wrestling. Oh, I, I feel like I could do, I feel like I can do a Christmas version of it. Ho, 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 jolly life for me. Well, that's going to get you on the naughty list, I think. Oh, no. Only coal for you. Only coal and illegal downloads. Thank you very much. See, like, what, what, only, do I, what do I need to say? Only, only Adam Cole. Only Adam. Ah, I got, got. Actually, no, Krampus you're gonna, is going to Your stock is going to get, your stock is going to get stuff with Cole, baby. baby. <laughs> and then, and, and, and all of a sudden your stocking turns like Burberry. Uh, yeah. And then, and then, and then Krampus comes in, actually undownloads your pirates. Uh, whoops. Hey, listen, you wouldn't download a fight club. <laughs> you wouldn't download an illegal temple. Uh, yep. Anyway. Yeah. So <laughs> we will be back in the back half to discuss Lucha Underground season two, episode 10. Woohoo! And we are back. Oh, we have finished Lucha Underground Season 2, Episode 10. El Jefe is back. Yeah, uh, once again, um, the the 10th episode of a season of Lucha Underground marking, like, a distinct turning point in the in the course of the season. Uh, very, uh, it's kind of wild they, they're, like, sticking to that as, like, yeah, the first 10 episodes, we're going to do this whole wind-up, and then, like, Episode ten, it all fucking goes crazy. Baby. I mean, it's a bit of an, it's a bit of an easy hook here, as after as the being both times being the first episode after Aztec Warfare. That's fair. I thought for some reason I thought Aztec Warfare was later in season one. Um, no, it's just I think it's I'm pretty sure it's nine uh, as well. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I, I yeah, I, I remember skipping ahead. I thought we skipped ahead to episode ten. Either way, um, but yeah, post Aztec Warfare, shit is going down um 
yeah, we, we like we opened the episode recapping a bunch of shit. We 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 recap sexy stars PTSD, friendship winning the day with the menage a trois brutality. Uh the uh confusing fucking relationship between Pentagon and Vampiro, which is still random. The, the it's still like Vampiro what you're on commentary and you're also this evil mentor and you sometimes pretend like you don't know this guy and sometimes it's like he's your son. Very please get, go back to therapy and then Dario being a supreme motherfucker everything is going nuts brother uh it's episode 10 of Lucha Underground of a season of Lucha Underground so you know shit's about to get wild and we open with the cold open of live music El Jefe is back indeed absolutely based bringing live music back to the it's so wild to me they actually like did that like it was a purposeful like thematic touch that katrina did not have live music at the temple and then as soon as dario's back they're playing that shit again she maniacally murdered the band (laughs) murdered the mariachi really i feel like i talked about this in the comic book well you've talked about shit from the comics i didn't know she murdered the fucking bands yeah in the comic book the when the disciples of death are like finding going running around los angeles finding souls to collect they murder a bunch of the mariachi bands what the fuck what what the hell but okay i need to fucking read the the like lucha underground comic books because they are hard as fuck to find i'll tell you that okay this is fucking insane jesus christ what is this like art of vampiro looking like darth goddamn city is holy shit um and that's a hell of a depiction of batanza oh man uh yeah i can imagine they'd be hard to find but also holy fuck um okay well shit so dario just got a live mariachi he found new mariachi bands damn i just thought katrina was after the great mariachi massacre oh fuck. maybe you did talk about this i do remember you saying something about the mariachi massacre we did, uh, we have, <laughs> we did establish the mariachi massacre man i fucking forgot about that in my head katrina the coolest thing katrina did was just you know not call them back not renew their like performance contracts uh no she's she she didn't renew their life contracts i guess <laughs> in um, the mad max hellscape of Boyle heights california in uh, the, the most you know, criminologists have spent decades puzzling over why this random-ass town in California is like a fucking swirling cyclone epicenter of just all of the murder rates. Yeah, the murder rate in this town is absolutely insane. Like 90s, not like 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 90s New York got nothing on, on Boyle Heights. Jesus Christ. Okay. Well, yeah. So Dario, Dario, uh, flipped through his Rolodex and found the the bands that are still alive that he can contract back. That was an awkward. Maybe that was an awkward phone conversation. Oh my God! Can you? <laughs> He's just keeps calling bands and is like, they're dead. Oh, they're dead. Oh, that that was that. They're one's dead as well. Like, like you think you think like he reaches like some of their loved ones and he mentions that he wants them to perform at the temple and they just start uncontrollably sobbing because <laughs> he's like oh i see well he's, like, he's, he's ah, like oh just... shit uh uh sorry wrong number 
sorry wrong number okay okay i feel like this we'll get into it i feel like this episode kind of reminds us like that as much as dario cueto talks all that good shit and is you know supreme motherfucker with like a scary eldritch monstrosity brother he's also just kind of like awkward and and yes that doesn't have the highest charisma stats in the world. Uh, no, he gets by on the fact that he has money and a he's... god for a brother. <laughs> that is other otherwise he is just like, kind of awkward dude. I'm sick of these nepo babies who have who 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 you know they they get a small loan of one eldritch monstrosity brother. And are I able mean, to skate by that, in life. He did get that from his father. His father <laughs> is the one who produced the Eldridge baby. <laughs> that's that's such a <laughs> Eldridge baby is such a magical phrase. I think I need that on a t-shirt. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. So and speaking of which, speaking of the fact that Dario is able to skate by on like, I don't know, daddy's money alone, despite the fact that last week. He brought an actual IRL monster into the temple who murdered everybody's faves. Uh, the the crowd is going ape shit. It's it's this is like the Lucha Underground equivalent of like Vince McMahon coming out at the beginning of the first live WWE after after COVID and everyone like bowing down to him as if he's not like deeply in the pocket of the man who made the situation so much worse to fucking begin with. Amazing. Um, or like the people that did that when he came on when he after the when he came on to SmackDown after the first allegations uh, came out about him and he was oh like Oh my I'm god, I know the fucking Jor- Jordan Belford, I'm not fucking going anywhere speech. Then now forever and everyone's like, oh oh yeah. Uh oh god. So anyway, Dario's in the yes. ring with a microphone. And Dario's mm-hmm. like, it feels good to be back in my temple. Ah, woo! And yeah, daddy's back! Aztec warfare was a spectacular event. But this is only the beginning. It's starting next week. There will be a new trios tournament. He's returning right back to tradition, baby. Let's go. Then, Fuck yeah. And then in his best Billy Mays. But that's not all! Oh my god. But wait, there's, there's more. There's more. Uh, yeah. As uh, as he he has a number about the number one contender for his brother's championship. He has a brilliant idea, but we'll never know what it is. Uh because Pentagon Jr. Uh, interrupts it. Okay. Point. Okay. So Pentagon I think has new music by this point. Um and also it sounds like he was played in live by Chingon, the band that was like there that night. And and the thing is, it wasn't even like a full theme song either. It was like some like 20 second ass like Seinfeld intro music. Like the <laughs> Pentagon <laughs> Jr. <laughs> like bam, 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 boom, boom. Yeah. Uh, he, he, he barges into the apartment like Kramer. <laughs> yeah. I'm out. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, Pentagon is like is like uh actually he goes wait a minute bastard yeah bastardo yeah absolutely pentagon is like i didn't even compete last week you know i mean i wasn't involved and dario says maybe it's because you're not championship material 
Yeah. Uh, uh, Dario says, Penta, you're a B-plus player. And then Penta's like, you're actually, your throat is a B-plus player and starts choking Dario. Correct. <laughs> Pentagon demands a match tonight with Matanza. Will you bring him to me? And he goes, no! No! No, hard emoji. And then Penta immediately just drag pulls dario down and puts him in the arm bar arm break position yeah. <laughs> and 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 love this detail that like the microphone is still strategically placed on the ground like right in front of dario's mouth and he's like haha did i say no i mean yeah absolutely brother that's you got I, that yeah that's what i meant yeah it's um and uh, Dario immediately starts regretting his life choices, you know. He's like, hmm, wait a minute. Was returning to an underground fight club of deeply unstable weirdos actually a stupid move on my part? No, um, also, though, if I had a nickel for every time that Pentagon Jr. threatened to break the arm of an authority figure to get a match that he wanted on this oh. season, I would have two nickels. Which isn't a lot, but it's weird that it's already happened twice. I mean, to be fair, I find I think it's weird that it hasn't happened more. I'm surprised that Pentagon Jr., arm-breaking extraordinaire, has not invented authority figures to threaten with arm-breaking. Uh, so he can, you know, uh, uh, one of the more valuable things we don't really see on screen that Vampiro has taught Penta about is backstage politicking. Um, I don't... I, I don't know. I think Pentagon could just should learn to rely more on the soft skills and not like physical coercion. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. But I, personally, I I would much. I would respect if I was that authority figure. I would have far greater respect for someone uh, threatening to break my arm than you know someone just saying that doesn't work for me, brother. Like you know, I I appreciate the originality here. Uh, but yeah. So so and anyway. We go to commercial and we come back we we get the womp stinger womp. and yeah, then the live band fires up again because now for the actual introduction for the show yes matt uh the first vampiro. match of the night oh matt and vampiro yeah well, i did know the vampiro when matt brings up the methods we just watched pentagon go to vampires like yeah you i mean that's what you got to do for opportunities you gotta grab them by the throat <laughs> Yeah, again, backstage politics. That backstage politicking, the most important thing that Vampiro has taught Pentagon. Vampiro's like, and then if they don't give you what you want, you just walk the fuck out. And Pen is like, yeah. I want to break their arm. And he's like, that works too, brother. You also brother, can brother, do brother, that. Brother. Yeah, uh, that's an option. Yeah. So, but first match of the night, baby, uh, Melissa Santos taken away. She announces uh, uh, Johnny Mundo and Taya. Versus the crew minus one, Cortez the... Castro and Mister Cisco. Yes, true. Um, which is we. I wrote wild ass and heel versus heel shit up in here. Well, yeah, except except like for some reason because this crowd has no principles morally ever. No, um, no, they don't. They're, they're cheering Johnny and Taya at first, and I'm like, okay, so I guess they're the they're the de facto faces of this question mark sure um, sure. um uh, but, oh of, boy Matt, this that striker out of context line of the night uh how do you steal nipples yeah okay no 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 no. i need to analyze this okay this was fucking like avant-garde poetry so so cortez castro and mr cisco comes out and and vampiro alleges that right. These these two men have known each other essentially since infancy, which we know as the viewing it's audience a lie. is a lie. 
is not true unless Cortez Castro has been balls deep in this sting operation since he was a literal baby. No, no, um, here's the better idea. Here's the, uh, the alternative idea is that they were bros for real, and then he became a cop. Oh no, the ultimate betrayal. See, I'm 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 here for the baby cop idea, but I do like the top 10 anime betrayals angle as well. Yeah. Um, you know, we can each have our own fantasy booking here. But Shampiro sure. alleges that these two have known each other effectively since infancy and that they were Go <laughs> that they on. Were... <laughs> That they were stealing nipples and baby milk since kindergarten. Okay. And, and, and Stryker follows this up with, how do you steal nipples? And Vampira responds with, I can't take you anywhere, can I? Well, what? No, he, he tries to, he tries okay, to bullshit yeah. an answer. He's like, yeah, you know, the, the, the nipples on the things that the babies suck on. But yeah. here's my question, Vampiro. Since, since kindergarten... I would like to buy. What well, are these boys not weaned off the bot? Are they are they running a black market of 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 breast milk addicts in who are still jonesing for a hit? Or are they so deeply underdeveloped that they need this shit for themselves? And yeah, you didn't think about that dimension, did you? Vampiro just says shit. And if you ever take a second to actually think about it, the implications are fucking horrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's actually why they got Cortez Castro as a baby. They're like, we need someone on the inside to to bust this kindergarten breast milk black market. Right? <laughs> and who better to get than one of the kindergarten? <laughs> 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 what <laughs> the sheer poetry of of what there are layers to this Austin you keep peeling it back and it gets more and more fucked up every time oh boy Any, uh, this deserves an entire college course to study just this little exchange so anyway anyway uh, this match was nothing this match was I have to say this is the, uh, like always love me some like lucha underground tier work in it, this was like the least like one of the least workiest like the it was just kind of like the the matches were just kind of like doing whatever we're, we're here to service story beats baby um yeah none of uh, none of the matches were all that exceptional um there's one i really enjoyed but we'll get to it um <coughs> but this match i was hoping more from yeah i wanted to heal versus heal shenanigans and well, and, I, and nobody does any shenanigans. There's this weird running Not really of, like Johnny tagging himself in and out, and like the crowd is like ooh when he does that, and Ty yeah, looks like so, too pleased about it when it happens. But then like nothing comes of it. Like no, and the, nothing ever will. I'll tell you that. Wait, but, really? No. Fuck off. So, it, I did Vampiro is like has like one line where he tries to like get across the story in one line of commentary when he goes am i the only one in the building who realizes john doesn't want to get in there and help out well except which 
to which I wrote, I hate, I hate the uh, DAE posts. DAE. Does anyone else? Oh, oh, that's you know, fair. You know, Reddit posts where it's like, does anyone else insert it's opinion that there's always trying. some other fucking person who has? <laughs> yeah. The, the most obvious, does anyone else, like, fuck. Uh, no, well, it's weird, though, because he also, like, he does help. Like, he's not just tagging in for glory. He is putting in, like, <laughs> some work. But, yeah. like, and also, like, to be fair, the first time when he tagged himself in, like, Taya kind of was getting her shit rocked, so he was like, yeah, all right, I'll fucking take care of it. Yeah, this. the only time that really comes across is, like, when Cisco hot tags in Cat Cortez uh, Castro, and Johnny, like, parkour rolls over Castro's back and tags in Taya and just bounces. Yeah, that, that's, that, that's, like, Johnny being on some coward shit. I, I don't fucking know. <coughs> Uh, it's not it's, it's the match doesn't have anything really interesting going on in it the, well the uh, commentary note i'll bring up is uh uh striker you know mentions that johnny mundo tries to go for his his uh finisher the, the end, end of the, the world, world. And, and but he goes the end of the world and you know in today's political climate so i guess striker is likening this match to the like slow the, the like slowly brewing build up to the 2016 presidential election i guess was when would he have filmed that i guess it doesn't matter clearly i mean it doesn't matter because it's clearly ADR. like that's he's the adr line okay film in december 2015 aired in march 2015. yeah so like we're in the build-up so so striker just randomly throws in there the 2016 election that's great um outstanding um uh but like also weird moment where like johnny saves taya from from getting pinned and then starts acting like he's the legal man but we don't have too much time to think about that because the real reason for this match happening i'm a machine i'm a machine cage is here because he's just he just really doesn't like that Johnny Mundo. Yeah, though. so Cage um, starts coming down the stairs, and Johnny like literally cowers in fear. Uh, he yeah. backpedals from he is on the side of the ring, closest to the stairs. He backs up into the ring, and then keeps backing up until he is on the outside on the other side of the ring. Man, remember when Johnny Mundo's was Johnny Mundo was like co-main characters with prince puma for a second yeah how the mighty fall anyway uh, they while johnny mundo stands there uh paralyzed in fear or whatever uh the crew hit the psycho realm which is i'm pretty sure is pretty much the same thing as ftr's move um or close to it Oh, it is FTR's move. I don't think that's what they call it, but that is FTR's no, move. Oh, yeah, they call it the Psycho Realm. I did write that down, but it is... I, yeah. I thought it was the Shatter Machine slash Big Rig. Um, the crew hit it. They pinned Taya for the win. And, and like, they, and like Cage, like, Cage just gets up on the ring apron to, I guess, intimidate they don't get a good. They don't get a good shot of it, but I presume, just based on the way that Matt Striker talks about it on commentary, I assume Mundo jumped tried to jump up into the ring after and the cage just had to stand over. up he's like, i'm sorry sir <laughs> never uh, mind 
Yeah, uh, Johnny Cage is or Johnny Mundo is out here being Johnny Cage. That's a different character. Uh, Johnny Mundo is out here being O for two on like properly looking out for his wife when Cage is around. Outstanding. Yeah, but Taya doesn't seem like mad about it, so whatever. No. Um, but then we we net after this we cut to pictures of moths. We will we first we do get an announcement that the the next match on the episode will be. Disciples of Death coming for a fucking rematch against the Menage a Trois Brutality, which I'm like, okay, that's a choice. See, I fucking told you they weren't dead. I told, I told you. You're like, no, we never see them again, motherfucker. Dude, the next disciples? Time. I didn't. Did I say that? Because I. Yeah, you did. You said that you you were trying to insinuate that Mil Muertes fucking killed the disciples and that we never see him again. I must have mistaken somewhere because I do know where the disciples end, and I knew that wasn't it. Okay. Well, either way. Um, disciples are coming for a rematch, I guess. Um, seems, seems, uh, seems a bit hasty, but you know, um, but yes, now, oh God, the moths. Marty the moth is sitting in a chair, reading a book with an ascot on like a total dick. Yeah. Speaking of Nepo babies. And so he goes a long time ago, a moth tribe ruled the Aztec empire. X, X, I cannot okay. slam the X button hard enough. I doubt I, that. So this has definitely hard. happened. We've definitely talked about this bit of lore before because I remember us making fun of how stupid it sounds. Yeah. But <laughs> we, but we are, we, in canon, the moth tribes were the rich tribe. Because yes. they are drawn to Aztec gold like their <laughs> names. The flame. It's the stupidest fucking justification. Um, but, but yeah, Marty in his full Nepo baby getup, he's like, yeah, I'm fucking rich. And we like get these flashes of what seem like like actual real personal pictures from like the Marty's life. Um like maybe even pictures of like our man like in the shoot world like for real just like pictures he has of him around like wealthy so it's like him by a sports car him like in front of a mansion and then him just drowning in boobs for a brief second <laughs> did you catch that no i missed the boobs yeah it was like the one frame of like amongst all these pictures it's just like him like with boobs swirling around him like what the hold the fuck up what wild so anyway marty is like when you possess what others want they get jealous that's it the pores are just jealous of the pores he's our scumbag and he's like they knew that their wealth would bring war but they had a secret weapon. And at this point, and we to, understand, to understand, they've been cutting back and forth between Marty and the house and just random luchador NPCs. No, uh, no, 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 no. To say that Austin is doing a disservice. No, 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 no. We are looking at the fucking Aztec luchador mafia. Motherfuckers getting out of a black car in full, like, Black suits and also luchador man. Of course, duh. The uh, lucha mafia, as the, they the say Aztec on the streets. Lucha mafia, as you know, a, a thing that's real. Yeah, yeah, of course, the lucha mafia. That's right. Oh my God. Um, so Mari Posa walks up behind these dudes and starts whooping their asses because, as it turns out, Mari Posa 
is a inherited title for the greatest warrior the moths had ever seen. Yeah. And it's at this point we find out that Mariposa is just like a fucking like super powered super villain. Cause she just starts murdering motherfuckers. She breaks, she like does the neck snap thing. Yeah. She, <laughs> a dude. She Steven Seagal neck. She, she fucking Steven Seagal neck snaps one of these motherfuckers. Um, her viciousness became legendary and yes. the mariposa mass was passed down over generations and now the deadliest mariposa of all wears it yeah so i guess i guess mariposa is like also so like if we're looking at we're up to four monster heels in the temple right now well, i guess penta's kind of a little bit more of a monster face at this point but we are we are up to four just like insanely powerful motherfuckers in this well, temple. I guess and I guess it makes sense why his sister is named Butterfly. That doesn't make a lot of sense when you said it, but now it's a title. Okay. Yeah. Well, so, I mean it was more it was more the fact that it's but also couldn't it also translate to moth? So like either way. Yeah, I either way, it's not a real person's name. Is yeah, what I was getting at it is the, very it is on the, the nose, you know? insect. But apparently, yeah. it's a it's a title. I have to wonder if, like, I have to wonder if this is like some like trial by combat shit to decide who gets to be La Mariposa, or if it's just like you're born into it and the mask gives you the power. Uh, who, who knows? But also, then, okay, is, also is it just me? Uh, Blake is some, some dude who looked like a knockoff Blue Demon Jr. and beats. Yeah, him I was gonna say I thought it was Blue Demon for a second. It's not it wasn't. him, but um, it's it, it, and it's like he the does. Mask like, is evocative of it though. Her yeah, and he does like kung fu shit at her, and she just knocks him down and starts like punching his fucking face in. Um, also, a kind of detail I've noticed about Mariposa's mask, like on this close up, um, is fucking like. Uh, I her mask is very like um evocative of mankind. I feel like I do. It's um, the, the, the same kind of brown leather, and there's like the stripes in the, the strap mask. over the nose, the and the, the mask. Yeah, I have to wonder if they did that on purpose. Either way, it, it looks it looks yeah. nice. So um, apparently, the goal of the moths is to cause is to lead the moth tribe to rule again. I don't, I don't. I, ho I hope you guys are aware of this, but the Aztec tribe hierarchy doesn't exist anymore it's 2016 no uh actually well they they got they gotta it's 2016 austin they gotta make the aztec tribes great again you know hey, now this, hold on a minute in this in this modern political climate no 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 <laughs> no 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 <laughs> um but yeah and then and then it just this random ass like we didn't need this detail reveal, but it's it's treated like a thing. Is we like cut over like we 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 get a shot over Marty's shoulder and like the pages of the book are blank. Um, so it's just it's just a prop. He's just been rattling <laughs> off the top of his head. Yeah, which which does make him feel a little more insane. But also like why is the why is the book blank? Whatever. Um, uh, we cut to. Um, hey, Black Lotus is is Black is Lotus here. is the new bodyguard to Dario's. Yeah, she's very th this this like super th this woman who's presenting the super badass in season one now holding the very distinguished position of Dario Cueto's doorman. Um, but see, here's here's the problem. Uh, it doesn't, uh, she can't do anything about spooky teleport magic. 
<laughs> yeah, there do be ghosts about. Um, Katri- I have to say, so Katrina, you know, pops into Dario's office like un- uninterrupted. Uh, and uh, Katrina, I, have to say, I didn't see you come in. But yeah, that's your thing, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> Popping in. I, I have to say, Katrina's like taking this whole like hostile retakeover by Dario uh, pretty pretty well, all things considered. Yeah, she's um, kind of Dario's like you know thanks for taking care of my temple, but this I am the rightful owner. And Katrina's like, and yeah, she doesn't I, really argue that. Fact. Well, good point. <laughs> Katrina yeah. recognizes she did a coup <laughs> here. <laughs> she did it. She recognizes that she was she was uh, squatting. Um, she's like game recognized game, you know. Yeah, but but my, but your brother is not the rightful owner of that championship. And soon death will come for the tie for your brother. And Dario's like, my brother does not fear death. And Katrina pops in all up in Dario's face. I have to say, okay, this is this is just a sidebar for me. But like, we'll talk. I don't know why the cinematography of of <clears throat> Lucha Underground is such a recurring theme for us to analyze. But like. I, I have to say something I really appreciate is sometimes the, the like really clever ways in which like these shots are framed when Katrina's just like teleporting around for fun so that she can like <clears throat> still kind of jump scare you in the middle of a scene. Like um, it'll cut, uh, it'll cut away from her to something else mm-hmm. and you know, we'll see another character and then the camera pans in such a way that she's there all of a sudden. Um, and it's a really like clever touch. Uh, and I really appreciate like just little, uh, little bits of extra effort in the editing like that. I think it, uh, and, and the yeah. camera movement. I think it's really good. Absolutely. Um, but yeah. She's like, but you do. And he grabs him by the tie. The belligerent sexual tension continues again. Oh, oh my God. So Dario is like, hey, I mean, I, I gave the disciples the title rematch. Well, remember that. I want you to remember that. And uh, and then he's like, you know, we have a common enemy here. You know, maybe, maybe we should work together. Katrina's response uh, is when the time is right, your brother will face death and this temple will be mine again. Poof. Dario's Dario's like, uh, actually he's an undead eldritch being. I don't know if he can face the poof, poof, gone. Um, no, no, no. And, then, and then the best part is we cut back to Black Lotus still standing sentinel in the hall who just has no idea about any of it. He's been doing a really good job. <laughs> Yeah, she's like, ain't nothing getting past me. And meanwhile, <laughs> ghosts are popping into her boss's <laughs> office. Um, and then uh, this is so this is interesting. Something I've never seen done in wrestling before. I'm sure it has been done. I am the noob after all. But something mm-hmm. personally I have never seen is the Disciples of Death versus uh, the Menage a Trois Brutality. Um, not only is it a trios match for the trios championships, it is an elimination match. For the trios titles which is actually like really cool and something i would love to see more of with like yeah. trios matches because that's a cool fucking concept yeah I, I maybe with an elimination match i'll learn their names and i i did i i, did I actually did well c- mostly probably because striker and vampiro finally say it a lot like, yeah they actually got, a, got say around to learning their names i i'm still convinced that 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 are i am fully convinced that how well we know their names is directly proportional to how well Striker and Vampira know That's, their names. I am fully fucking convinced that yeah. they did not know their names a couple weeks ago. Yeah, but Barrio Negro is Gold Mask. Uh, Trace is Gray Mask. And I I knew Sinestro de la Muerte. De la Muerte is the Purple Mask. Uh, so this match is pretty good. 
this is this is the best match of the night by far not Um, a hard not a high bar to clear not Um, a high bar to clear but uh, if i have to criticize anything about it well you know what we'll get to it when we get to it um so on helico starts you know he does this really cool arm drag into an arm bar move that i was like whoa that. Whoa there, pal. And is a fucking freak of nature. The like the way he just He is the gangly he is a gangly man who knows how to he, make that work for him. He's a gangly man who's very good at doing flippy shit. It's I mean you do the math. Mm-hmm. Um so he kind of just like he just kind of like uh starts off the match like kicking ass. And for the first like for the first couple minutes, like he he tags in Ivalice, who then goes and tags in Son of Havoc. And like the the, the Menage Trois brutality just spends the first couple of minutes like utterly fucking bullying Barrio Negro. Yeah, and then on the <laughs> other hand, Barrio Negro gra- like kind of carries Ivelisse over his shoulder. He tries to tag in Sinestro de la Muerte to a double team, and Sinestro accidentally kicks Barrio Negro instead. So it felt <laughs> like to me like we were gonna tell some story here about like ironically. The Menage Brutality are totally in sync, and the Disciples yeah. of Death aren't. And then that doesn't come back at all. I will um, say, I I have a counterpoint to that that I want to address at the end of the match, in terms of okay. the story of the match. I have a counterpoint I want to address there. Okay. Um, well, so, anyway, Ivelisse is picking things up. However, Katrina grabs at Ivelisse from the outside, and then she gets kicked in the face. And Evil East is like, fuck you, yeah, let's fucking go. Let's finally do this. <laughs> and then, and then, like, I think Trice, because he was the one. On no, the it was Mario Negro fucking, like, kicks her in the fucking face. Yeah, and then Evil East is pinned by Sinestro de la Muerte, and we're down three to two. Boo. Um, Trace, Trace quickly becomes the legal man and proves himself to be the Marty Janetti, the Disciples of Death. Yeah, I mean. Just failing to do are... anything. Yeah, I mean. The disciples are in control for a couple minutes, and then on Helico gets tagged in, and on Helico beats all their asses, and then uh, hits the fall of the angels, which is basically a buckle bomb. Oh to my Trey god! Say. So insane. And then Trace is pinned, and it's two to two. Yeah, rip in peace. Um, yeah, again, Trace is the the least valuable member of this team of indistinguishable zombie men. Uh, but yeah, so. Uh, Stryker reminds us that the refs are explicitly told to be more lenient in high-profile matches. These fucking does insane all, people. Does, does high-profile matches in the temple now mean all of them? All all matches. There are no look, look, man. We have the most like bloodthirsty followers. Like GCW hasn't been invented yet. The freaks who enjoy that shit had to go somewhere first. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um, I just bought but, GCW today, by the way. Oh, what? F- f- fuck you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I brought Front Row Ringside to the GCW oh, show in Columbus in January. Uh, oh, hey. <laughs> fuck, fuck you. you. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And I find this out on the air top 10 yeah. animal trail. Oof. I just remember to bring that up. Anyway. Uh, uh, yeah. Son of Havoc and, and, and Anhalico pull off uh, like this insane, like, I. I, I I called it a, an insane stereo salt move because one of them does a moon salt and the other like fucking like does a does like a suicida or some shit. Oh yeah, it's kind of having does a moon salt jumping off the ropes and then at the same time 
on Helico does the full like suicide dive Topecon Hilo. Yeah. At the same time. But at the same wild. time, to to Barrio Negro and uh and Sinestro de la Muerte on the floor. That was sick as fuck. You know, they're uh, they're rocking and rolling holy until on Helico tries for another fall of the angels to Sinestro de la Muerte. And Sinestro does like it's really weird. It's like he just kind of jumps on on Helico's back and just drives his knee he, into his back yeah. hard enough to make on Helico fall down, Pull and then down. he just pins him. Fall yeah, off that catches catches him off guard. Uh, walkity walkity walk. It's we got we got to get to the, yeah, the so oh no gaga one v two moment. The thing I hated about this match, and I noticed it here, is that it takes an extremely easy to follow formula of how the match goes where sure where you know it goes oh it's three to two in favor of the heels and then we tie it up and then it's two to one in favor of the heels uh you know it, it's it's very war gamesy it is how, it, it's a reverse war games in how <laughs> oh and how blatantly obvious it is how we're handling the numbers game here yeah um but I, I th that's that's definitely fair. It was definitely it was definitely kind of formulaic in how it did that. But here's the thing: I kind of don't care because some of the moves we got out of it was cool as fuck. When we get to the Son of Havoc section at the end here, so Son of Havoc you know, raises the stone. She raises the stone. It's uh, over for it's, her. It's so amazing of of brutality. Okay, but check this out. So Son of Havoc gets grabbed by Barrio Negro and Sinestro de la Muerte gets thrown like in the tope position toward the ropes like he's fucking like he's he's flat back horizontal flying through the air but he manages to catch himself as he like catch himself i, I couldn't even my brain didn't even fully register how the fuck he did this but he kind of like catches himself like on the ropes and like rebounds back for some like lethal injection type shit on both the motherfuckers behind him, which was insane. So he pulls both of them down. Um, uh, and then, and then, and you then know, Son of Havoc really pin, proving. And then his move to pin Barrio Negro is he does. Well, no, 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 but, 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 but first, okay. first, excuse you. Son of Havoc proves himself to be the most talented uh, uh, fighter in any tag match ever because he, he avoids, of course, the most powerful move in all of tag team wrestling of uh, the double clothesline impossible. Uh, but I will say it. I didn't mention this, uh, but like there were a couple times in the twice in the match where like they set the disciples set up a double team move on Helico. And I thought at least once they would do like malfunctiony at the junctiony and mm -hmm. they don't on Helico no. just blocks the kit blocks it with kicks both times. Yeah. That so I was like, Oh, um, Okay. That's kind of cool, yeah. Um, but yes, then this move was insane, please. Yeah, so Son of Havoc is on the apron, and both guys are kind of, both the disciples are bent are kind of bent over in pain here. Son of Havoc does a double back stomp where he basically jumps off the ropes onto Sinestro's back and then jumps and then frog hops. <laughs> over also onto Barrio's back as well. And then he lands all in one fluid motion. He lands on the on the ring and then does a standing shooting star press to Barrio Negro and pins him. And we are down to the final two. 
Yeah, my man on some Mario shit here, just jumping off one enemy to get to woo, jump on woo, top of another woo. enemy. Woohoo! Yeah, Woo, uh, I, I'm pretty sure. I, I, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's exactly how he how he sounds. Um, well, I guess some of him would be Wahoo! Look at me, I'm son of Havoc. Um, and his and his like voice that in his in his voice that is somehow not pitch shifted down is just naturally like that. Um, but yeah, uh, and then uh, on the outside, Evilise takes out Katrina. Um, yeah, because Havoc goes up to the top to kind of finish Sinestro de la Muerte. Katrina knocks him off the top rope, and then in runs Evilise as Stryker yells, The bitch is back! And then she super kicks Katrina. And then you, and then uh, Son of Havoc hits a suicide dive and then a moonsault for the win. Yes, they all have right. Done it. They have. Um, and okay, so this is where I will bring up my counterpoint to what you were saying earlier. Because the thing for me is like I don't kind of love like doing hasty rematches like this, especially mm-hmm. if they just come the fuck out of nowhere. Like, like if you if you get like a major dub over over like uh, an enemy, and then the enemy's like actually want a rematch. Fuck you. Um, like it's it's kind of the reason I don't like the WWE like rematch rematch clause shit for world titles. Mm-hmm. Um, however, and plus I, and plus, like part of the story of the last time they fought was how absolutely definitively owned, how they definitively owned the disciples of death. Like it wasn't close. That was kind of the point. Is that they finally united together and kind of kicked their asses. Yeah. Um, I, I will say that I will say for this, like I, it, it serves as kind of like, I, I guess, I, I guess I kind of forgot like how definitive the last one was. I thought the last one was like more of a war, um, with, the I thought maybe, maybe I'm remembering it wrong, but like it could it be. Felt to me like a, like not necessarily a squash, but like a very, we, we're the better team. Like, yeah, we're, we're no more bullshit. No more dysfunction. We're the better team. I feel like, I do remember like DOD giving them some hell. I guess I'd have to go back and rewatch it. Because yeah. I remember like I remember it still being kind of a war for them. Like it was still triumphant and we still saw them come together. But to me, what 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 worked for me, at least with how I remembered how things played out last time, was like this felt like this felt like the definitive like um uh like this is Menagetois brutality at their absolute strongest. Like after fighting an ab- after fighting what I remember to be an absolute war with the DOD, like this time it did feel like they had a lot of like epic ownage of that. Like even to a greater degree, like this is the definitive. Like even when like DOD is winning the fucking numbers game, they're able to pull some sneaky shit to get a one up on on the good guys. Like the good guys are just they're just so insanely like in sync and also and and like powered up um, that even that shit is no big deal for them. This is their like defiance moment. Um, and it, and it's like, it, it's the ultimate like disgrace of the DOD of like, you guys aren't even a fucking threat anymore. You guys are, are you guys are, are just down to being putties, which uh, with Dario announcing a new trios tournament at the beginning of this episode, I appreciated this as kind of like one last, like, chance to really beef them up as as like new final bosses for the the combatants in the trio i was i was gonna say that i do i do see that and like i definitely think it's kind of like they're putting a very definitive end to this disciples of death stuff 
Yeah. Right as we're starting a new trios tournament. And like the trios champions are at their strongest they've they've ever been, arguably. Yup. Yeah. Um, it's the definitive, like, we are we are here and we are the best trios team in this fucking temple. You need to step the fuck up to beat us. So I did appreciate it from yeah. that angle. So they on Helico runs back in the ring. He uh, he hugs Son of Havoc and they celebrate with their titles. Woohoo! And then Indeed. back to Dario's office, which has more than one bull statue, and on also just like a fuckload of booze, which I've never That's really noticed before. Crazy amount of alcohol. Uh, but <laughs> man, I always I always knew my man was hammered when he put together these insane matches. Dario, all, Dario needs to have enough alcohol that he can always offer drinks to whoever walks in the office. Yeah, really. Um. Uh, so Dario is is a little starstruck. You can't believe it. Ray Mysterio is here in his temple. Yeah. Uh, Ray is like, I'm here for El Dragon Azteca, and Dario's like, well, well, yes, it was great seeing him in Aztec warfare. That's right. And Ray's <laughs> like, no, 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 no. I'm here for my El Dragon Azteca, my mentor, who the man who came into this temple and never came out. Yeah, Dario, Rey Mysterio. Dario goes, I know nothing about that. Yeah, okay. Rey Mysterio is here to fucking conduct mob business with Dario Cueto. I love, I love like Rey Mysterio being in on this whole like luchador mob, like, like fucking faction war shit. I love that he's, he's in on this. And so like when he's not just like hanging around in the upper mid card of WWE, he's like a fucking like luchador mob boss essentially. Um, mm -hmm. So he's like big leaguing Dario essentially. And, and Dar and, and, you know, uh, he says something about Dario's brother and, and the fact that, uh, you know, last time yeah, he's like, as he's, president he's, Dragon yeah, Azteca was here. Uh, yeah, he says, Dragon Azteca is dead and he's pretty sure that Dario's brother is responsible. And Dario, <laughs> Dario goes, my brother had nothing to do with this, which is, technically true no black... no way i thought it was black lotus that killed him oh you're right it is yeah so it's 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 technically true that his brother had but but also dario again charisma mod of of zero maybe even in the negatives is like he 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 still is clearly like sus as fuck he swears, so bad he swears on the gods. He goes, I swear to you and, and to the gods that my brother had nothing to do with what happened to him. Yeah, very Me specific warning. Uh, yeah, so, so fucking like, yeah, Dar like, Ray mentioned El Dragon Azteca, and Dario just immediately starts sweating. <laughs> no, Dario's like, goes like, hey, I mean, you know, the beef between my dad and, and El Dragon Azteca, that's in the past. We don't need yeah. to dig that up. Yeah, and it's hey, like, <laughs> you know, it's it's over. And Dar, he's, he's like, up, like he, he is a man of to, of today. He is, yeah. <laughs> he is not a man of the past, uh, and so he is the modern man. Uh, so Dario <laughs> says he was impressed with Ray and Aztec warfare, and it would be his honor if he and El Dragon Azteca Junior competed here in this temple, as long as they both agree to leave the past in the past. Oh yeah, yeah. No, no, Ray. You can absolutely be all underground, but only if you promise to never ask me any uh, tough questions about the mob hit that he had nothing to do with. That I had nothing to ever do with. Ever again. Don't, 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 don't talk about it ever never, again. 
Never ask me about this ever again. And then you can get your fancy Rey Mysterio's hashtag all underground graphic. It's fine. Yeah. So he pours he pours a drink for him and Rey, and Rey accepts the toast to dra- to Dragon Azteca. Indeed. Uh, pour one out for a real one. So uh, cut back to the ring. Sexy Star has, I guess, decided she's gotten over her PTSD enough to fight Mariposa. I did uh, write though, Sexy Star in her saddest black ring gear. A true. So, although she is in I all highly, black. I highly suspect that Mac had more to do with this decision than Sexy did, because Sexy's Probably. clearly still like fucked up, and Mac's like, "Come on, come on, girl, you can do this." And it's like, and Mac bro, is like, like the realize? only way to get, a, and Mac is like the only way to get over your trauma is to literally fight it. Yeah. What? Mac would not make a good therapist is what I'm getting at. <laughs> yeah, man. I just really, I, I have a, I have a great sense of, you know, I, 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 you need exposure therapy to your fucking kidnapper. Yeah. Tr- <laughs> yeah. We, we, we really, we really got to uh, 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 work some cognitive behavioral therapy when it comes to, when it comes to these irrational fears you have about, you know, your kidnapper. Um, right yeah it's all it's all in my new book it's all in your head sexy it's all yeah fear Uh, is all in the mind my god so so yeah so this is a terrible idea but they're doing it anyway i guess Um, and mariposa is accompanied by marty who's in his shitty ass yellow t-shirt i i love that he still dresses like some incel mark even after it has been established that he is actually rich as fuck. Well, this is him. Like this is this is like his his like role playing, right? This is how he like he this is how he like gets over the guilt of being like a nepo baby fail son. Is like is he dresses pretend. like a neck beard. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like it's his version of like what the motherfuckers in Rent do, where they're like, ah, we're actually poor hipsters, despite the fact that we have access to all of our parents' money always. Um, Ooh, that's a good this, point. If yeah. good thing Marty's not trying to make a movie about poor people. Well, no, he's just trying to like he's just trying to 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 help lead a mob war. You know, so much more respectable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, so uh, match begins, and uh, dear dear listeners, I am I'm sorry to report that the greatest uh, uh, the greatest moth tribe warrior in all of history is um a a Mike Green in the ring. The thing is, she's really kind of not. Is I don't know, sense, man. In the sense that cheerleader Melissa has been an active wrestler since. Uh, oh fuck! That here. is cheerleader Melissa. Fuck! I forgot. She debuted about that. in 1999. So she's so, it's not it's not that she is green. It's that she is a little bit. She's not cool. Not. What the athlete that you might want? Nah, for the great again, the greatest warrior in all of the Moth Tribe's history. Yeah, it's not great. Yeah, her movement's a little stiff and awkward. Hey, that's the um, former Rashida Saeed to you. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm just saying, have we ever seen Sheeta Saeed and La Mariposa in the same room? No. <laughs> um, uh so, I mean, if there is a neat story here in that Sexy Star does not get off a single offensive maneuver. She does not want to be here, man. She this is all Max. mostly tries to run away, though one time she tries to run to the outside and Marty straight up creeps his ass up 
in her <laughs> and smells her hair or yeah. whatever and tosses her back in. Yeah. Great little, great little fucking bit of uh, like creepy fucking imagery yeah. there. So like sexy allegedly tries to lock in a submission or something. Mari posts it pretty quickly powers out of it. And then she does the butterfly effect. Which, Which, why the fuck does commentary know her moveset already? That's a good question. Okay. Well, so well, well I guess as we've established, Stryker and Vampiro are extremely well-versed in uh, in Aztec tribe lore. Okay. So maybe this is a so standard finisher. To try to describe the butterfly effect is she locks arms. She locks her arms in in sexy stars does she does she do it from the pedigree position or the kill switch position i don't remember which i'm pretty i'm pretty no i think sexy star kind of has her in a pedigree ish position and then mariposa reverses it into something more okay okay pretty sure that's what happens okay because she lets her locked with sexy stars like b- head butting into the back into the to the back lower back of, of mariposa then mariposa lifts sexy star up and then it's like a reverse gory bomb or inverted gory bomb basically my point is that she has sexy star lifted up on her back and then drops her on her neck yeah uh brutal looking fucking move which is uh, which I'm is like... melissa's normal it's a pile driver except you except there the except that the guy the guy getting pile drive is on your back instead of to your front yeah and, uh interesting looking which move. is it's melissa's cool. nor which is one of melissa's normal moves the kudo yeah, well driver. there you go nicely let her um, key and you know it's it's got because you're hooking the arm so it's got like you know a butterfly wing sort of effect, yeah and we called it the butterfly effect <laughs> <laughs> anyway Mario yeah. wins, of course. uh uh vampiro comments on this very convincing performance from mariposa they're putting in that overtime to get her trying you they're know trying. mac mac gets in the ring to check on sexy star marty be- runs in to beat up mac and then he holds mac up for mariposa to kick and the kick is so awkward no, that was oh, what it's... I noticed. Was like, who this was not smooth looking at all here. Uh, yeah, Mariposa, the greatest, the greatest Mariposa in all of Moth Tribe history is the Marty Janetti of her like future tag team with her brother. Because these motherfuckers had a tandem finisher too, so we're definitely yeah. getting like he a tag. He wheelbarrow lifts Mariposa to slam on the Mac. Yeah, so we're definitely getting like a, a tag team match down the line with uh, Marty mariposa mac and sexy star i can i i've seen the future austin um yeah, yeah so, so uh then we go down to the matanza dungeon yes and he's Dario's like, like yeah totally not like adr'd uh growls while dario's like monologuing so dario opens the door and he's got the title belt the final boss music is hit true and dario is like you've done well but our work is far from over and he tells matanza to break pentagon's back tonight so he never comes back to the temple yeah he's like he loves to break arms so break his fucking back just bane him uh while you're while, while you're at it um yeah so so it is time um penta comes out for the uh for the match and um 
then Matanza comes out for the match. Um, Marty Elias is not entirely convinced he's not about to be eaten by the Monster Man. So, like, I don't know if the structure of this episode was the right way to do this. Because this is kind of back-to-back squashes to end the episode. Yeah, it was kind of weird. Um, it's a weird kind of decision to make, I think. Yeah. Because, um, but Penta gets a few more moves in because they're selling the idea that Matanza is basically invincible. Yeah. Uh, something, something I really want to point out early on, like, like we've been talking between the last Lucha Underground episode and this one about how much we're going to be kind of analyzing the. Uh, you know, workhorse championness of of Matanza. So something I want to I want to kind of um, now that we're in an actual match of his and not just like him fucking murdering people during Aztec warfare. Um, I want to I want to the first big thing of, of him I want to highlight is that Jeff Cobb does a really good job here at giving Matanza like this sort of mindlessness in in and how he presents himself in the like he mm-hmm. does a great job at kind of having that kind of horror movie villain monster zombie or like Jason or Michael Myers shit where he's like, he's slow. He's lumbering. He's very clearly strong. Like he goes, he does, he does a good job at, at making like each footfall of his as he walks, feel like it has like fucking weight to it. And he's just a little bit unfocused in his gaze. Um, like he's not all entirely there until he gets a murder target in his sights and that it's just actually you are the only thing i have focus on until you are dead um so he does a so the physicality with matanza off the bat is is brilliant jeff cobb is embodying this character insanely well um so that's that's really cool to see is is like again we talked about this with the structure of his match last time but feeling like this proper like fucking horror movie monster very well done on on his part that was awesome mm-hmm. like so Pena opens with some some of his normal strike combos like the kick to the to the uh, uh, to the back of the thigh doesn't work super kick does nothing yeah really using his agility like to lung, advantage he does his like Matanza. lung blower mm. knees to the back and Matanza just immediately gets up and Penta's like what? He, he literally does like the what like arms shrug like he's like yeah that usually works. So at this and then after that, uh, Matanza just throws Penta around the whole rest of the match. Pretty much. Yeah. So he he throws Penta to ringside, and he's just going at the back. He is. We are selling the idea that he's trying to hurt his back. True. Real bad. True. I, I am surprised we don't get like the bane the bane image i would have loved to see that they, i feel like they that, that they because they should have done that fuck it right they should have done the bane image but matanza he throws pentagon through the wooden chairs where the crowd sits uh vampiro starts freaking out on commentary about like pentagon might being hurt um yeah he's he's very point, concerned about his son's well-being he is matanza throws penna into the guardrail and he like rips at Pentagon's mask. They're, they are really pushing the idea. And to be fair, they're kind of right that we have never seen Pentagon this vulnerable and this downbeaten. No, we haven't. Um, 
like this is fucked up to see because Pentagon was one of the monster heels of season one. Like it was, it was Mil Muertes and him. It was, it was those yeah. two. And and now he's kind of a face just because he's so like insane. It is totally just because people love the guy, not because he's and and, and and because the Cerro Miedo pop Cerro is like Miedo, insanely easy and fun to do. Yeah, but he's not. He's he's an anti-hero esque kind of character at this point. Yeah, but and he is just getting annihilated entirely. Um, Matanza ta keeps tossing him around. He he rips a bit at Penta's mask, which you know, Penta has for the most part gone like I can't remember if if he got his mask ripped at all in his fight with uh his fight with Vampiro. I don't um, think so. Not really. Yeah. So pe Pentagon has gone over a season without his mask being jeopardized. He's had it too good for too long, I say. His, his brother is constantly getting that mask ripped. But yeah, not well, it's funny now, because, like, removing, like, Penta's mask is, like, this poor man cannot keep his mask on his head to save his goddamn life. Well, you know, it's like, it, it's that funny thing about Lucha Libre, and that it is the most, like, sacred thing ever. And so, like, also that means all the heels go for it for the cheap heat. But it's just fucking him. Like, in like in the year of our Lord 2023, like, from what I've seen of him in AEW, that shit has happened to him so much more than it's ever happened to, like, Phoenix or any other fucking luchador on, on AEW programming. This man. So the fact that he's gone for over a season without his mask being in jeopardy, I say no more. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Matanza, for, for letting nature no, heal Matt, a little bit by Matt started with a really good line of, like, you can almost feel the fear in the chance of the believers. Like, the whole time they're going, like, Cerro Miedo, but, like, also. There's a there lot of little, Miedo. There's, there's, a, there's a lot of Miedo happening here. Un, un, un poco miedo but you know that wasn't doesn't quite have the same ring to it, it does not so huge suplex to pinna back in the ring and then matanza hits the wrath of the gods yes we were talking about that last time of the tour of the, of the islands yep it's cute you know he kind of rocks you one way and then slams you you know he, he he's, yeah. he's like a nice cradle you know he's like daddy's here daddy will take care of you uh Hi. and yeah, so matanza wins with the wrath of the gods mm -hmm. and marty and they're trying Elias to sell that they're the trying referee. to yeah yeah they're trying to sell that that uh that penta got legitimately hurt during this uh you know, it's still it's still all you know a work. It's still okay, babe. But you know, sure, on commentary, they're like, like, he's like, oh shit, he's like hurt. Oh no, oh god, they're freaking out. Vampiro yeah. runs into the ring to try to check on Pentagon, and then Matanza just backs up into a corner and boots Vampiro in the face. Fuck, man. Uh, yeah, that was so funny too because Matanza does step back a little bit, and Vampiro's like, oh my son, my boy, look how they mess like, Boom, death um dario uh is uh, and then and then matanza throws uh throws pentagon back to the outside keeps and fucking just keeps whooping up on, on it back until eventually and then he slams him through a wooden table that was on the, the door, announce on the desk i'm pretty sure well, i don't think it was the announce desk because there was a shot in the back where you could see like the announce desk oh, i don't okay. think it's that i think it was just a wooden table like where production equipment was or something oh shit either way um yeah, death, 
and 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 Vampire's just like, somebody please, God, get a fucking stretcher. EMS team gets here and stretchers Pentagon Jr., the fastest that any wrestler has ever been Bro. put on a stretcher in history. I have to say, I don't know if this is intentional, but this is some like, oh, it's like poetry, it rhymes shit. In like a funhouse mirror reflection of their uh, uh, Ultima Lucha match. Um, where this is the last time I've seen EMS evoked in the underground fight club. Um, uh, Penta is put on a stretcher. Last time it was Vampiro who kind of got put on a stretcher, but then escapes. No, Penta's put on a stretcher is fully loaded into that ambulance. They got him in the ambulance. Vampiro follows follows the ambulance with him. Meanwhile, you know, Dario and and, and Matanza are just celebrating what they've done. Dario just looks really horny over all the violence that is. Now, when they put when he put Penta through the the table, uh, Dario like fist bumps. Yeah, he's got like the Grinch smile. He's looking over like, yeah, yeah. So El Jefe is back for sure. El Jefe is uh, ripping peace, uh, Pentagon Junior. Yeah, you hate to see it. So I guess, yeah, Penna in the, uh, his karma finally came back to bite him on the ass. Now he, look, look who's going to the hospital now, bitch. I was almost surprised that, uh, that Matanza didn't break his arm for the disrespect. That would have been funny. Uh, Oh, oh, I guess he's already faced one potential, like, reverse. Either way, you know, fine episode. The work wasn't working as, as hard, uh, on this one. Story-wise, though, we got some good shit going for us. Um, I, I did really like the, the trios match. Um, shit continues to, to kind of go crazy, uh, with, with, with the return of Dario Cueto. It's only going to get fucking wilder from here. Yep. Uh, so that is the end of season two, episode 10 of Lucha Underground. Next time, uh, we take a trip to 2006. I think right here. Um, coming off of WrestleMania, where Shawn Michaels wrestled Vince McMahon. Oh my God. Shawn won. Yeah. Of course. No shit. (laughs) Yeah, really? Yeah, duh. And then, as we'll see, Vince McMahon decides to overdose on the biggest amount of copium that wrestling has ever seen. (laughs) As we will soon see that he will be blaming God for this loss and where that goes is insane. <laughs> I oh, know man. All I'm about that is because it's time to start Vince McMahon versus God. Man, it, it really is. Sometimes I like really like need to stop and like think, have it put in perspective of just the utterly iconic arcs that you put us through like most of these have just been like banger arc like like obviously some of these arcs are fucking terrible a lot of these arcs are like you know actually like bad tv but man this is like i love i love kind of getting to go to these like really iconically unhinged places where it's like hey remember that time eddie guerrero and Rey mysterio had a like custody ladder match for a child remember when vince mcmahon wanted to fight god i i like i like the 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 ruthless aggression era is such a fascinating period of time 
where WWE is not in the Attitude Era anymore. Yeah. But they kind of still want to be. And I don't think they really know what to do. That the rest of the world is like, okay, enough Attitude Era. They're like, <laughs> no, please come back. We can get crazier. Please come yeah. back. And they really won't. And they really won't let it go until like Benoit dies, and then they yeah. calm the fuck down for their McMahon own. McMahon is is mandating the writers take twice as much coke, you know, before they start their brainstorming mm-hmm. sessions. Um, <laughs> fucking hell, yeah. So this this one excites me on the same level uh, as as Ray versus Eddie for the custody of Dominic of like yeah. the ruthless aggression era storylines are really fucked up. And aside from Katie Vick, which was just deeply goddamn offensive, uh, there it's it's it really is some like so bad it's good territory. So I'm excited to be die. And we have Claire Lynch going at the same time in our oh, schedule. Oh man, shit's going shit's going crazy right now, Austin. Holy shit! Yeah. Um, oh my god. So I'm very excited to get going on this deeply insane story arc. Anyway. Yeah. That's for next time. Until then, David, hit our plugs. Yes, sir. Dear friends, thank you all so much for joining us on yet another episode of the Noobs and Knockouts podcast. We are so very delighted to have you here. Returning listeners, viewers, what have you, you know the drill. Thank you all so much for once again welcoming us back into your eardrums, your eyeballs, whatever the hell it is you use to consume our content. You know, just we're so glad you guys like spending your time with us. You know, hopefully we made into your Spotify wrapped, you know? Uh, uh, anyway, I, I, I know I know we've made... I know we've made it into one person's Spotify raft who is not us. So, you know, that's, that's, that's yeah, cool. uh, that's, that's, you know, I'll take it. That's more Spotify raps than I thought I would ever end up in. So I'm fucking happy with that. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, Hey, new people. Hi, how's it going? Welcome to the Do show. Do you want to get us on your Spotify rap? Yeah. Start now, you know, start early, start, you know, it's accept the challenge. Uh, (laughs) Thank you all. Thank you people for being here, for joining us for the first time. We're, you know, we're so happy that you're here. We hope you had a great time. We hope everything feels accessible. We hope you want to keep coming back to us week after week and get us on your Spotify rap for 2024. Uh, So uh, I'm going to tell you all the ways you can do that. Uh, Of course, you can find us on YouTube. We are the Noobs and Knockouts podcast on YouTube. Hit subscribe, ring that bell, make sure it turns a nice little tell color so you get notifications every single time we drop a brand new episode uh um you know give us all of that mm, sweet sweet engagement it helps out our channel a lot if you like our videos and if you comment you know it boosts our place in the algorithm you love to see it uh also uh we have um all of our storylines that we follow on YouTube uh, organized each of their own separate playlists. So if there's something you want to follow all the way down without having to skip around a whole lot, Austin is kind enough to get that all pre-organized for you. You can check it out. It's great. Uh, and of course, you can see our beautiful, lovely faces on the video version. See how sexy I look in my Santa hat. Uh, you know, it's a good time overall. Uh, yeah, 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 I know. You, you, can't, you can't deny it. I look, I look like a goddamn feast. Thank you very much. Um, uh, but anyway. That, I, I I know I know thank you no it's it's much appreciated thank you anyway uh so that is for those uh, noobs and knockouts podcast on YouTube if you're if you're a fan of using your eyeballs as well as your ears however if you do want to only use your ears we have your options there as well you can find us on three of the best places to find your podcast which of course are Spotify Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts. Come check us out there. Give us a listen. Download our show so you can listen to us offline. Uh, you know, again, some of that mm, sweet, sweet engagement, this time in the forms of uh, ratings and reviews, you know, 
uh, helps our place in the algorithm and, you know, tells other people, hey, these guys are pretty cool. Maybe more people should be checking them out. Uh, you know, great, great time. The audio-only version on Spotify, on Google, on Apple Podcasts. We hope to see you there. Of course, we we have lives somehow outside of this void that we find ourselves in week after week. And you can find us on a few of the other places on the internet uh, if you so choose. Uh, if you want to follow us on social media, you can find us at Noobs and Knox Pod on Twitter. That's at Noobs, the letter N, Knox Pod on Twitter. Come check us out there. We do the whole Twitter thing, memes, IWC discourse that makes us that make that makes our brains melt. Um, we put up a post every single time we drop a brand new episode. Of course, the highlight of our Twitter is weekly wrestling live tweeting. I've kind of been truing about it recently, but you know what, what can you do? Uh, but if, at least in theory, every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern on uh, TBS, we are watching and tweeting about AEW Dynamite. Uh, given our given our thoughts, given our our, our takes, our, our memes, etc., um, uh, and and talking all about that good shit, uh, I kind of handle that one. Additionally, because I am a total AEW mark, uh, when I have the time to on Friday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern on TNT, we will sometimes watch and tweet about AEW Rampage, uh, and of course on TNT on Saturday nights at 8 p.m. when I have the time, when I have the inclination, uh, we are watching and tweeting all about AEW collision saturday nights are indeed all right for fighting they're at least okay for it you know i've heard many, many people are saying this many such cases uh on top of all of that uh austin is a is a king being the knockout that he is who who kind of keeps tabs on all of the major company happenings the, the big three in america as it were um and and likes to tell you guys all about them uh, you know, especially for the for the noobs in the audience, we kind of like to give you guys a rundown of all the shit that's happening. So you can, if you were wanted to get into the, all this wrestling shit, you can kind of check shit out for yourself. And also, this is our one chance on the show to kind of talk about what's going on in, in the world of modern wrestling. So, my friend, what is on the docket coming up? Uh, nothing soon. I'll tell you that. Hey, uh, yeah, we got t minus thirty days till World's End on AEW's end. I know at the very least. Yeah. So next pay per view upcoming. AEW World's End on Such December. Such a badass name for a pay per view. Good name. Uh, December thirtieth, twenty twenty three. I will be watching this one because Ohio State is not making the playoffs. I hey. sure hope. I mean, that might age very poorly, but I doubt it. I um, highly doubt it. There is a path, but it's very unlikely. It's like uh, it's like the path of my dear Bills to get to the Super Bowl at this point. It's just it's not we, happening. We need a lot happen. It's, but anyway, oh. so it is. Uh, we were main evented by MJF versus Samoa Joe uh, so far, and we will have the Continental Classic. AEW's attempt at the G One, uh, better than the Bound for Glory series. I'll tell you that. Yeah, we'll have baby. More on that in a few weeks. Um, they went the final for that for the inaugural Triple Crown Championship, which is the Ring of Honor title, the New Japan Strong Openweight title, and the AEW Continental title. That's so insane. Uh, they're combining all those, but I'm kind of fucking into yeah, it. Yeah, I'm here for the New Japan stands freaking the fuck out. And, oh, and my thinking, God. They really they, they they think that Tony Khan is bullying poor little New Japan into stealing away their like seventh rate title belt. 
I know. What the fuck, dude? And also, I'm here for all the idiots that are like, eh, they're creating another belt. It is combining belts. It is technically making fewer belts. We are, we are, we are making fewer belts. Officially. Uh, why, why is AEW making more? But shut up. They're literally, they're literally going beltins. They are removing belts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Calm down. You're getting what you want. Yep. So that is upcoming for AEW. We already talked about how you can watch them weekly. Uh, upcoming uh, for TNA. That is right. I did say that right. TNA yes. total nonstop action. They were they've been impact Impact Wrestling for like eight years, but they are going back. Now they're like um, fuck it. Yep, so they're and they are coming back under that TNA label at January 13th at Hard to Kill. Ooh, better than being easy to kill. Nay, that's true. Yeah. Uh, so it's their first show back under the TNA banner. Um, if you want to watch them weekly, I'm not going to say you shouldn't, but let it be known that they're also kind of like uh, going up, they're under this period of like trying to rework their production, really upgrade the, the upgrade their stuff. And so these last, they're finishing out the year with just like whatever they can finish with, really? you know, whatever they already got on the books is shows that are happening. Let's turn that into TV tapings and just kind of get her done, get her, get her finished yeah. here. Just, yeah. Just, like, get, just get to the rebrand, baby. Get we're to the rebrand fucking... is where we're yeah. kind of at with them, but spin those wheels. Yeah, but if you like to watch them every week, you can do so Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern on Access TV. Or uh, if you with a $1 a month YouTube subscription, you can watch them every Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern, commercial free. Fuck yeah. And then for the WWE, they just finished the Survivor Series where somebody came back, uh, you know, not... Sh- don't, yeah, I, 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 I heard... I heard that WWE, you know, the, this 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 cancer they had that went into remission a good like nine years ago just came back. You know, I, I mean, you know, look that. look in my eyes and what do you see? The Royal Pain. Rumble upcoming in January. Oh, you motherfucker! That rhymed. God damn it! That was good. Damn, Fuck you. Yeah. So the yeah on January twenty seventh. First of all. Raw every week on Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern on USA Network for now. And SmackDown on Fridays at 8 p.m. Eastern on Fox for now. Um, you can, you can, uh, is, is the Royal Rumble season. 30 men enter and 30 women enter and the winners will get a, will get world title matches at WrestleMania XL. WrestleMania. That's the branding yes. for WrestleMania 40. It's WrestleMania XL. XL. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, the Royal Rumble. Where uh, uh, did you hear Austin? This crazy rumor that WWE will indeed be spending the next two months building to the Royal Rumble. Did you that hear? That was so fucking Austin? funny to me. <laughs> like no fucking shit. Holy fuck! Really? Holy shit! Wow, WWE is going to spend the net, their 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 TV building to pay per view. What? What? Unheard of. Unthinkable. Crazy. Uh, obviously, we're two months out. Not a lot has set in stone here besides the Royal Rumbles, uh, but we do know the first entrant to the Men's Royal Rumble. And David, oh. it's time. 
Is it? Is it time to finish on finish the? No, <laughs> there's no way, bro. There's no way, bro. I, I, I don't, I won't believe it till I see it, bro. Yep, Cody Rhodes, the first entrant in the Rumble, and who knows? Again, yeah, maybe. Ref bump, still is a goal interference. One, two, three, Roman retains. Woo! We, they had to hold out because The Rock didn't accept the match yet, so we got to keep know. going. I know, I fucking year. know. They're like, they're trying to play it so coy, like, oh, you know, that's The Rock. He just says crazy shit sometimes. If The Rock ever wrestles again, I might eat a hat on air. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, fucking the 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 uh, the the SAG after strike is over. He and uh, yeah, C- the window is closed. The window is closed. I know it does crack me up that Cena's just like uh oh, SAG SAG's on strike. All right, hi hi Fed. You know how we doing? What's up? W- uh, what's up? But yeah, uh, it is gonna go down in history that the last match in The Rock's career is against Eric fucking Rowan. That that's is how so that is. That's that's what's history. The books will the history books will. Man, say. that is so funny. I that will be really funny if he doesn't like step up to the plate to like fight Roman at some point so he can have like a proper final match against like look love me some Eric Rowan but the fact that that was Rock's final ever match is insane. Mm-hmm. Anyway, January twenty seventh on Peacock. So, you know, check that out if you would like. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, so mm-hmm. sweet. Uh, yeah, that's that's everything. All the crazy shit going on in the big three. Uh, you know, we like to tell you guys about those pay-per-views, especially, you know, for, for, the, for the noobs. Um, those pay-per-views can be a really fun kind of jumping on point. You know, big storylines are wrapping up. New storylines are starting. Um, and, you know, you're... You're bound to get some pretty fucking good wrestling on all of these in the year of our Lord 2023. So, uh, yeah, be sure to, if, if you're interested in any of those, you know, check check it out. You know, may, maybe come join us in the wild, wacky world of wrestling, you know. Uh, either way, uh, you can follow us covering all that shit on at Noobs and Noxpot on Twitter. Of course, you want to get in super long-form direct contact with us, you can do that at our email address, noobsandknockoutspod at gmail.com. That's noobs. The word and knockoutspod at gmail.com. Come say hi to us. Tell us what you think about the show. Request things you want to see us cover on the show. Yell at us for our hot takes or tell us how base we are. Either way, you know, start a conversation, start some discourse. We love people saying hi. We would love to say hi back. Noobs and knockoutspod at gmail.com. And of course, finally, if you want to give a bit of, uh, you know, cha-ching, cha-ching monetary support to us uh, for loving our show so much, you have the option to do that on our Patreon. We are the News and Knockouts podcast on Patreon. The link for that is in our Twitter. $1 a month gets you early access to episodes and a shout-out at the end of each episode. Shout-out, as always, to friend of the show, uh, the sugar daddy, Kyle Smith, for his contributions. You know, we love you, buddy. We hope you enjoy your perks. If you want to enjoy your perks along with our boy, Kyle, uh, be sure to, to give us that 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 good old uh, bit bit a little bit of monetary support goes a long way over on the Patreon. Just a dollar a month, you know, helps out the show more than you would realize. Um, so if you're so inclined, you can do that over on our Patreon. Link for that once again is in our Twitter. See y'all next time. Hasta luego. <laughs>